Welcome to Love, Lead, Listen, a podcast from Alpha Gamma Delta. I'm your host, Emily Bice. Join us as we discuss topics that affect women of today and examine the ways that we can be women with purpose. Welcome back to Love, Lead, Listen. Today we have Bonnie Shade, who is a speaker and the chief culture officer for For College for Life, here to talk with us. Welcome, Bonnie. Hey. (laughs) So glad to have you. So as women, there's this pressure to kind of sometimes just be it all. And that's something you talk about, Mm -hmm. right? So why why can't we just like fake it till we make it? (laughs) Oh, boy. The fake it till you make it statement. So there are women, I think, on both sides of this issue right in terms of fake it till you make it there are women who believe in it and are like no we need to do more fake it till you make it and there are women who struggle with it i find myself on both sides of the argument right i think men fake it till they make it a lot and they fake it till they make it into very successful roles and positions Mm -hmm. whereas women we've been taught trained and educated you have to be competent you have to be the best you have to be worthy and wait a minute all three of those things are in the hands of other men not just women or you. Um, so don't fake it till you make it because you have to be the best of the best yeah. at the top of your game. You can't be fake. You have to right. be it. You actually have to be it, right? Instead of believe it to achieve it, um, really it's like, no, be it and then achieve it, right? Um, and so I think that we women could probably fake it till they make it a little bit. But on the other side of that, why are we faking who we are? Right. Why are we faking this part of us, our identity, our struggles, our triumphs, our, our things we're ashamed of when really those are what make us us and make us human? Um, so there's definitely kind of two sides of the argument. Um, I find myself on both sides of that, I think. Yeah. You can't. It's, the world's not black and white. I am a believer. It's a gray world. And I feel like that's Absolutely. kind of what you're saying here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get into speaking about this and like being passionate about it? Sure. So I think for me, I never thought I would be a speaker. I never thought I'd, this is something I would be standing on stages across the country, having conversations about women's issues, women's empowerment, um, being the best version of yourself and believing that you're worthy. But here I am um, doing this work in a very purposeful way. And I think a lot of that started for me in 2015. I had two kind of moments that were those pivotal aha moments for me. One of them was reading the book called Missoula. Um, it's a book, uh, that focuses on sexual misconduct, sexual assault at the university of Montana between the years of 2008 and 2012. And the book just completely rocked me to my core. Really? Um, it took me four months to read. It was very intense. Uh, but when I closed the back cover, I started coming to terms with my own story of sexual assault. And so really having that, um, conversation with myself of, how do we have this conversation? What is what does this topic look like for women, especially when sex is such a taboo topic for women? So um, I started processing that. And then uh, the Brock Turner case broke and happened, which um, in the world of sexual violence and sexual assault prevention was huge. So those two topics for me really started getting me thinking about like, okay, what are the women's issues that we're not talking about? And how do we start having a bigger conversation about it. And so I started writing curriculum and some design about um, sexual assault and some of those other things. But then that kind of morphed into why do women not feel worthy or feel like who they are is enough or feel like they have to fake it till they make it in different ways in different areas? Yeah. And that sounds, I mean, to me, that kind of that fake it till you make it sort of thing almost sounds a little bit like imposter syndrome Mm, a little bit. Yes. Yes. And imposter syndrome is something so many people struggle with. Right. And it's usually sometimes that feeling you can't necessarily put a finger on it, Mm -hmm. but 
a lot of it comes from these areas and these places of you have to be it to achieve it, right? Kind of going back to that point of, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified. I'm not, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not badass enough, right? Whatever it is. Um, and, and, you know, we, we, as women collect these lessons and these stories and these things from society, whether they be beneficial or maybe not so beneficial, and they totally shape us into who we are. And so sometimes those not so beneficial stories, those not so beneficial things really can challenge us in that imposter syndrome, in that area of I'm not good enough. Yeah. I'm not I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, sometimes you just have to get out of your own way and allow yourself the opportunity to fail. Yeah. But when we're perfectionists, how do we do that? When you're being told that you have to be it and you have to, yes. you can't fail. Right. Right. Because there's a different standard being a woman in the world and there's a different standard walking through life. And so how do you embrace that different standard and fall in love with that, but also allow yourself permission to be you and to fail and to be your messy, crazy, beautiful, worthy self mm-hmm. through all of that? Yeah. And you say, give yourself permission to be that and be yourself. How do you do that? <laughs> great question. I think that's still something I'm even figuring out, right? As um, a woman in my 30s, a new mom, a partner, a friend, a sorority woman, right? How do I give myself permission in these multiple identities that I possess, that I have? But I think giving yourself permission really just means pushing through some of the difficult things that are stopping you from being better, right? Which sounds very cheesy and probably sounds a lot easier said than done, so to speak. But I think if you sit down and you reevaluate, okay, what do I want to do and how do I want to get there? Utilize your network. Who are those people who are are there to support you, to challenge you, those sorts of things, right? The power of of being in a sorority, of being a sorority woman is having those outlets, having those people. It's what we talk about in recruitment. And I know it's what we believe as alumna women. And so how do we re-engage those, those people in our lives that are are our backbone, right? And sometimes need to be our backbone when maybe we don't feel like we have one. And so utilizing them, I think, to kind of giving yourself permission to reach out, to be vulnerable, to be real, um, to talk about the messy stuff in life that as perfectionists, we don't want to talk about. Um, I think that's how you start to give yourself permission. And that permission turns into action very quickly. Yeah. You have to embrace that messy is what you're saying. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Which is scary. None of us want to see the messy side of things, right? I think it's why we all follow bloggers on Instagram or why we are engaged in so many different things of this specially curated life of, look at me, I'm great. My Everything is together. But, you know, if you had honest conversations with me about my life, you know, in, especially in 2015, 16, when I'm coming to terms with a lot of things in my past or even recently, right, of like new identities I'm possessing, what does that mean? And how are we having a conversation about the real part of us instead of what we want you to see part of us being authentic yes essentially yeah yeah absolutely so if you're a woman that's looking to become more authentic and really embrace those messy parts of yourself and do that what's your advice for doing that i know you talk about bossing up can you yeah is that one of those things absolutely yeah so for me um bossing up essentially you know leveling up how do you become this intense, amazing powerhouse woman that you look at at these other conferences, places, whatever. And you're like, damn, how do I be more like that? And I think the biggest thing for me and something that I'm still learning and figuring out is we have to start being that authentic self and being vulnerable. I do that by really focusing on talking about some things that you're ashamed of, which sounds 
very crazy, right? Like boss up, let's talk about shame. Um, but I also think that when we talk about things we're ashamed of and we we talk about those things that we're afraid of, we're allowing ourselves to open up a part of our soul that we bury so deep down so often. And so shame and and being ashamed of things of, of who you are is one of those things that could really be your superpower, mm-hmm. right? Imagine what it would look like if you were able to walk up to a friend and be like, I'm really struggling with this. I'm really in this place of, of chaos and loss and I don't know what to do, yeah. right? Um, imagine what that conversation would look like mm-hmm. instead of saying like, I'm fine, it's fine, everything's fine, we're all fine. fine. <laughs> right? um, and, yeah. and, you know, we, we look at that meme of this dog in the burning building exactly. That's and what we I was joke of. and we laugh and it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, but the building is burning around me. Let's start talking about the burning building and let's start talking about those things. Um, so I really challenge women to think about what, what are you ashamed of? And, and how are we going to share that with other women? your perfect self does not have a place in my friend circle, right? Like I, (laughs) you are best friends with people who have gone through similar experiences as you and have really been able to talk to you about life and things that maybe you weren't thinking you would ever talk about, right? Those are, those become your best friends. Um, not the perfectly curated perfectionist on Instagram. Uh, and so I think it's really important to, to be unperfect, and to allow yourself to lean into that and to look deeper into that and have those conversations about the things that you're ashamed of, because maybe that's your superpower. Yeah, because that to me, the idea of going up to someone saying, hey, I'm struggling with X, Y, Z, that a feels my initial reactions like that's scary. That right. invokes some fear. But then also the thought of like being able to openly talk about that, that also kind of in a way feels relieving and freeing. 100 percent. And the ability to say, Wow. Maybe I just met a woman, a person, a human who feels the same way I feel, right? We all want that sense of belonging, that connection. It's vital for who we are as people. It's built in our DNA. So why would we not want to talk about the things that are are weighing on our minds the most, that we're struggling with the most, um, and, and hopefully maybe find another counterpoint in a person to say, me too. Yeah. Like those are some powerful words, right? And to know that you're not alone in that struggle. Um, and and sitting there to say, okay, we we're in this together. Let's do this together and accomplish some some really cool things just by recognizing somebody else's struggle. And I think it's important to know that that's not an easy thing to do, right? It's, At all. You can't just don't want to go in and say, like, easy, just do it, go for it. It's hard work. To do, absolutely, right? absolutely. And you have to become become comfortable with your own story as well, right? I tell women all the time, if you're not journaling, start journaling. If you are not reading, start reading. If you're not listening to podcasts, listen to podcasts, yeah. right? <laughs> Find something that works for you because you being able to process and understand and develop the next page of your story is a beautiful process. But because we're so caught up in the what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next, it can get very difficult to reflect on the here and now and be fully present. And so how are you doing that in your daily life? And and what do those things look like to think about the shame, to think about the joys, to think about your worthiness and how you're putting that out there into a, a bigger, better space to allow other women to do that same exact thing? Yeah, I think being will like going into it, understanding like it's not going to be easy. You don't have to be perfect to start, right? Right. It takes totally, work. Totally. I think something I'm experiencing that with right now is motherhood, 
Really? Right? Yeah. So I have a four-month-old at home, um, little Lucy, who is just the bee's knees. She's the business. I love her. She's precious and cute and looks just like her dad, who is not an unfortunate-looking human. So um, <laughs> she is. she's a joy, and I adore her. Um, but I tell people often, like, weeks four through six were garbage, yeah. right? Like, it was a struggle. Um, but there is such a mom guilt and a shame of me saying, I I struggled with postpartum depression. I was not um, who I wanted to be as a mom, as a partner, as a friend for a few of those weeks, right? But the more I start talking about that, the more I start talking about that element of my story of being a mom, other moms, other women, aspiring moms are looking at me saying like, thank you for being real about that, for talking about that. Or they're looking at me like, yeah, agreed, right? Postpartum depression is real. It sucks. <laughs> it's different. Um, and so it took me a while to be able to say, okay, like I'm able to talk about these elements to who I am. Um, I'm able to talk about these with other women, with other people. And the first time somebody looked at me and said, yeah, I'm struggling with that too. Or I struggled with that as well. Me too. Yeah. Uh, it, you feel so relieved, right? That it's going back to that relieved feeling of like, whew, okay, like I'm normal. Yeah. I have feelings. I emote. I evolve. I change. I'm human. Um, and that's some of the most badass stuff that you can put out there in the world, right? But it's scary. It is scary to do and it's not easy. So come to terms with your own story first mm -hmm. before you're just running up to a stranger being like, hi. Here are the things that I'm ashamed of and I struggle with. Yes. That's an awkward conversation too. Yeah. So like maybe don't just hang out the person on the corner of the street and be like, right, Hi, I'm struggling with this. Right. You know, yeah. A first phone call with somebody, the subway on the corner, chilling, doing what you do. People are look at you a little crazy. Yeah. Because um, it is but, a little, a right, little weird. Absolutely. Yeah. But again, <laughs> lean on the shield. Yeah. Right. Do things with these sorority sisters that you've made lifetime connections with. And maybe if you're struggling with some of those lifetime connections, right, maybe you feel disengaged from your organization, from that promise, from that oath that you took. Uh, this is a cool opportunity to maybe get back involved with that and to try some new things. My sorority sisters and Greek women in general, sorority women in general, have been my my everything yeah. during the season of life. Right. Um, I'm very blessed to have an amazing partner and, and husband and he's great, but let's have an honest moment. He does not go through the same things I no. go through on a daily <laughs> basis. Right. So maybe when I call a girlfriend, a sister, a, a panhellenic woman and just being like, Hey girl, uh, some, some nonsense happened today and I'm struggling with it. How do I, how do I process that? It's, it's powerful and it's worthwhile. So engage with that. Find those people, find those women who can be your ally. Yeah. I like that you use the word ally because it's so important to think beyond, because I think there's situations where maybe your friend can't take that on sure. or maybe you need some professional help versus a friend sort of help. So I think there's different ways of looking at it. I like the word ally because that addresses, that addresses all the different aspects of a woman's life and their experiences. Absolutely. And I think the word ally as well really focuses on those multiple identities, mm -hmm. right? My people in my life that are my allies respect my identity as a mom, respect my identity as a career woman, respect my identity as a sorority woman, respect my identity as a partner, a friend, you know, an, an entrepreneur, all of these things. Um, and they challenge me on it which is great Ooh, too. That's a good thing. Right? Yeah. Your friends sometimes are just like, yeah, great. Okay. Uh-huh. Sure. Beautiful. Yeah. They Here's take your, your side. Ice cream, pat on the back. Right. Great. Here you go. Let's, let's move on. Feel better kind of thing. Right? Where an ally is sometimes that person who's going to help you 
boss up, get to that next level, say, okay, here's the deal. Live, live in your hyphen, live in your and, and let's talk about maybe what that looks like a little bit more for you. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to challenge you to be better in that space as well. Yeah. Cause we're not ever going to get any better if we just say, you're doing great, honey. <laughs> right. You're doing fine, sweetie. Doing like fine. it's great. No, yeah. right. Like that's not what life's about. And so how are we, how are we being allies for other people, for other women to allow them to live in, live in their multiple identities um, in that hyphen, in that and, and say, okay, here's me. Here's what I'm ashamed of. And here's what I'm proud of. And here's my identities. And here's a challenge. Here's a new way to think about things or something different you can do. Yeah. I think that gets back into the looking at your network and then also just looking at the, being authentic and like being open with others around you of what your struggles are because no one can challenge you if you're trying to be perfect. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is a very true statement, right? When you put out this perfectionist image, well, how can people relate to that? Right. Well, she's not going through the same struggles I'm going through. She's perfect. Right. We've all probably said that, looked at that, right. Wished for like the Instagram post, that <laughs> smarts, those people, that partner, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, like you are worthy of all of those things and you probably already have all those things and you're perfect and wonderful and beautiful just the way you are. It's just a matter of you processing that story to say, I know I am. So when you look at a young woman, especially, and you're trying, if you could give her a piece of advice of how to do that, what would you tell her? Get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Okay. Life is one of those places where if you are uncomfortable, you're probably starting to grow a little bit and shift and change. And that might mean friend breakups. That might mean relationship breakups. That might mean you going against the status quo that has been set for your life for forever. But life is not meant to be lived in a box. Life is not meant to be lived how it should be, right? You should do this. You should look like this. You should act like this. Stop letting people should all over you. Uh, and you just do what you want to do and you be you and lean into that. But also know that there's going to be discomfort. It's not going to be rainbows and puppies all the time. It's not. Um, and our society, the system is not set up for our lives to be that way as women, as female identifying humans. So how are we going to allow ourselves to sit in that discomfort and step outside of that box regardless? So I think that 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 piece of just the uncomfortable and being okay with that, leaning into that and celebrating that a little bit too, using those allies to, to challenge you in that, that uncomfort, mm -hmm. uncomfort, discomfort, sure. Um, is kind of a beautiful way to, to live. It's, I really like the, the statement of stop letting people should all over you because it gets into this expectations thing and the expectation that you have to be perfect and you have to be the woman and you have to be it you don't have to. And that's, that's getting into that letting people tell you, you should be this. Right. Right. I think growing up we're we're told as women all the time, right? Oh, well you should, you should look into this or you should do this or you should be this. Right. And usually they're very stereotyped careers, positions, things that now I would roll my eyes out and be like, yeah, okay. You're saying that because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Right. Great. But at the end of the day, <laughs> If that should is not something that you're interested in or you don't want to do, it shouldn't even be a part of your journey or your story. Don't let that should interrupt your daydream. Don't let that should interrupt anything else. Don't let inertia take over, right? Go against that. Challenge it. 
be you, follow that dream, follow that, that thing that makes you, makes your heart jump a little bit, whether it be a person, a career, a place you want to live, whatever it is. Yeah. Make your own shoulds. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Make your own shoulds. Exactly. Yeah. And play by your own rules, right? Essentially is what I think you're saying. And I think as women growing up in this perfectionist society, it can be difficult to do that. But at the end of the day, right, making your own rules and playing how you want to play this game of life can be pretty powerful if you if you put your mind to it and you do what you want to do. Um, now, I recognize I say that with privilege as well, right? Like I need to check myself on that of being who I am and how I identify and walk through the world. But, you know, there are, again, those women, those allies who are going to support you and help you get there as well. Checking your privilege is such an important thing, especially in these conversations, because we don't always come from the same place. And what might work for us might not work for a single mom that has three kids sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I know that when I leave to go travel and speak and do this amazing work that I get to do, my partner is at home being a rock star dad. Right. And that I'm going to come home and my daughter's going to be taken care of and the house is going to be kind of put together. Oh, and by the way, I have a house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that's that's a that's a powerful thing. Uh and so being able to realize those things and check myself on that is is something we need to do more often, I think, right? Cuz I can sit here and give advice all day, but to a woman of color who's really struggling with with that identity and walking through the world, what does that mean? What does that look like, right? I don't know if I could ever fully empathize with you or sympathize with you, but I will sit and I will listen and I will be your ally. Yeah. I will, I will challenge you and I will challenge the world and hopefully change it a little bit along the way too. Yeah. Well, I think it's important as, you know, we're looking to improve ourselves. There's others around us looking to improve ourselves. And as we do that, we need to be cognizant of that and making sure that we're not, we're not coming at it from like 500 or we're not coming at it from an angle where it's not helpful. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. And I think the best way to do that is to ask people, mm-hmm. right? Instead of us assuming, putting those shoulds on other women, because we do that as women too, right? You should you should handle this problem this way. You should do this. Yeah, girl, just fix it, whatever. Why don't we ask them, hey, how can I support you? How are, what do you need? And how can I be there for you? How can I be your ally? How do you want an ally to show up, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just showing up in the ways that you want to show up, mm-hmm. right? I love talking to people. I will sit and I will talk to people for hours. But if somebody just needs to sit in silence and cry a little bit, okay, I'm going to be uncomfortable with that, mm-hmm. right? But again, if we're going back to this idea of un- uncomfort, that discomfort equates to growth, maybe that's my moment to reflect and grow a little bit too in that moment of silence. And and those are beautiful things and and allowing ourselves to, to process through that with a friend and say, you know, I want to be here for you, but I want to be here for you how you want me to be here for you, not just how I want to show up in your space. Don't go into someone's space like uninvited or yeah. un- in a way that's harmful. You're, with your own agenda either. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think a lot of times as women, sometimes as people, we listen to respond instead of just listening to understand. And I think the best thing that we can do in that moment is just seek to understand. Because when we seek to understand, that's when we can influence and change and evaluate things differently in order to be there and be that ally and be that woman for that person who sometimes just needs another person to get it. I mean, it's important to lift as you climb. So this is just that whole concept of not not going off alone and not bringing up others with you because it's so important as other women are in our lives that makes us all more successful. Yes, absolutely. And creating that army, 
right? We can't do this alone. We all need other women to wrap their arms around us, remind us we're great and lift us up as we climb sometimes, right? There are moments where I probably don't want to climb at all. I'm sitting there on the mountain like, this has been funny, y'all. No, these hiking shoes hurt my feet. This is not enjoyable. I'm out to water. (laughs) Right. Like I'm good. I'm good. Chilling right here. Um, But without fail, there's a woman usually behind me, around me, a support, an ally that is going to pick me up and be like, girl, let's go. Like, get it together right now. Let's go. In two minutes, I'm going to ask you how I can support you. But right now, I know that you just need to be lifted up. Mm -hmm. So let me lift you. Let me carry you. And let's keep climbing. I think part of that is being willing to be authentic and share your struggles. And when you're when you're at that place where you're on the mountain, you're saying, done, this is it. You have to be willing to say that. And that's part of not being perfect, right? Right, right. Well, and I think that builds trust as well. You know, we, and I even struggle with this too, of just automatically trusting people. Um, it takes me a little bit of time to trust and to be that vulnerable person, which is funny and ironic because I get on stage and talk about this stuff with women, right? But there is even an image and a thought process and a, a look that we have to have as speakers, as as people who are out there, right? I'm never going to show up on a campus and be like, y'all, I'm really struggling today. Here's why I'm struggling. Here's my life, my life issues, right? When they're like, okay, you're going to speak about worthiness and belonging and bossing up. And I'm like, great. <laughs> Great. So, you know, I, I think that trust factor is super important. And what a better way to learn to trust other women and other people than by sharing your heart and sharing your story and learning how to say the words me too. And how can I support you in very purposeful ways? I think that's a just such a fantastic point of how do you say me too? Yeah. 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 It's challenging. It's not it easy. But those are two of the most powerful words that we can say to each other. For someone that's listening and isn't sure about like how to take that first step to say me too, what would you say to her? Oh, girl, the me too is the first step in you understanding your worthiness, right? And, and I know you might be struggling with that. And I know that you looking in the mirror at the end of the day, probably see all the things that you wish you were or that you should be. But you saying me too, to another woman who is struggling allows you to be real. And it allows your soul to open up in a way that you probably never thought it would. Try it. It's going to be uncomfortable. But uncomfortability equates to growth. So start growing. That's so fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) So, Bonnie, we're at the point in the podcast where we ask every guest uh, this question, which is, what is your purpose? Oof. What is my purpose? My purpose has often changed. I won't lie. Uh, I started really believing that um, unrelenting joy equates to my unrelenting purpose, right? My purpose has shifted. My purpose has changed. If you were to ask me what my purpose was when I was five, um, I would have said to help animals. I want to be a veterinarian, (laughs) right? Like that's my purpose in life. Um, But my purpose has changed um, and that's okay. But my purpose has changed because what brings me joy has changed. And so I think for me in this place um, of being a new mom, right, I am in a very, very, very overwhelming season of joy um, with having a daughter. And in the work that I do, I know I get to go make the world a better place for women. And for me, in a very tangible way, I get to make the world a better place for her. And that gives me chills and makes me insanely happy. Um, So my purpose is to make the world a better place for women. And for women's issues, especially around the topic of gender-based violence. And so the fact that for me, I get to um, 
travel and, and do this work and know that what I'm doing is directly impacting how Lucy will grow up and how she will change and how she will walk through the world and how she feels safe and how she feels loved and how she views sex and taboo topics that we don't talk about as women makes me feel great. So I think my unrelenting purpose comes from that unrelenting joy of living for my daughter and living for women. Thank you so much for sharing that. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So Bonnie, if someone's listening and they want to get more of you, where should they go? What What are your social media handles, your website, all that fun stuff? I love it. Yeah. So my website is simplebonnyshade.com, B-O-N-N-Y, shade like shade of a tree, dot com. Um, and all of my social media is also the same, at BB. So feel free to follow along. Um, I am have recently just put my Instagram to private mode. Um, I had a Finsta, which is like crazy. Yeah, I was not prepared (laughs) for that. So, um, but I will approve. So come on in, follow along um, because I would love to share my story, my unperfect, messy, crazy, wild, but beautiful, badass and worthy story with you. So yeah, that's where you can find me, friends. Well, thank you so much for being here today. It was so great to talk with you. And of course, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, y'all. Love, Lead, Listen is recorded and produced at Alpha Gamma Delta International Headquarters and is generously funded by the Alpha Gamma Delta Foundation. Episodes are released every two weeks, so make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss out on any of our episodes. If you like this show, make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes and don't forget to share it with your friends. If you have an idea for a future episode or any other feedback, send us an email at podcast at alphagammadelta.org. I'm your host, Emily Weiss, and that's all for today. See you next time.